And we are back with an intergalactic TED Talk, otherwise known as The Mandalorian Episode 3, The Convert. And I almost want to just get right into it because what a weird episode. Yeah, I feel like I've been duped. I saw the time. The time. 59 minutes. Oh my god. I thought, oh shit, we're getting a big Mando Grogu episode here. I get 59 minutes of cuteness. It's gone I've up. Been filled. Yes, it was like 30 something, then 40 something, I think. And then 59. Yeah. Did you see next week's? 30 something? Like 32 or 34. That's not okay. <laughs> it's like half. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we will get into it because as I was watching it, I had to look up some things. And oh my this gosh, was yeah. a very, I don't even think this was divisive. It seems like everyone didn't really care for it. The ratings that it looked were way low. It seems to be the worst rated so far. Oh and, yeah, it was a little little switch action, but we'll get into it in due time. Not really much to go over. It's just we are starting the next part of our Patreon. We are recording in two days. We're going to go mm. through all the Star Wars movies, starting with Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. I'm so excited to rewatch them because I am still at a stage in my Star Wars journey where I've only watched the films once. I've never rewatch them or anything some of them i've only even watched like half so it's good i'm gonna i'm excited to get properly into it and talk about it and then they'll like actually stick in my brain yeah the phantom menace is my favorite of the prequels i've probably seen this movie a 10 to a dozen times it's not really good. they all suck <laughs> they do but you know everyone's just like oh revenge of the sith that's the good one no it's not no it's not you might like it the best but it's not good it's not at all the so best we're gonna, of a bad bunch, maybe. It is. We're going to go over that. We're going over the documentary over it as well, because I'm almost more interested to talk about that. The making of. Because you see mm. in real time the pieces not falling into place. <laughs> and poor George doing that. So that's going to come out. We're going to go through all of those. So, yeah, be sure to check that out. But I guess we can go ahead and get started here. Episode 3, The Convert. Episode 3, The Convert. Yes. Yeah, so it picks up immediately. Oh, I did it again. I did it oh, again. Go on, I, go on. And I interrupted you again like we did. I'm drinking... Powerade Zero, dark, uh, white cherry. I didn't cherry. know you guys had Powerade. Y'all have Powerade? Yeah, well, it, the only one that we have is blue. But like, that's the original one is blue. But you don't have Gatorade? No, we don't have Gatorade. Do y'all have Pepsi and not Coke? We have both. Okay, because Powerade, I believe, this is Pepsi's drink. Oh, is and, it? And Coca-Cola owns Gatorade. I think Gatorade just sounds too American for us. Like, we don't have Gators. I am dead-ass wrong, because I looked at Powerade, and that is Coca-Cola. Ah. Maybe nobody else. Maybe. Is Gatorade owned by themselves? You think it's like a, just, they just do Gatorade? There's no way, though. That's what, um, I thought that's what all these corporations, Pepsi owns Gatorade. Holy shit. So, mark up a win for Pepsi. I had that Very backwards. Good. I just assumed... Because Powerade, this is such the lesser one. Gatorade's number one by a mile. I just assumed that was Coke because Pepsi's trash. Is it? <laughs> but well, they're the Coke, same idea, right? They Powerade, are, but Gatorade. Coke, in Pep, uh, Coke is from Atlanta, Georgia, like based in Atlanta, Georgia. Coke is so synonymous with sodas. Yes. I, don't, I don't call them sodas. I call them Cokes. Right. I literally be like, yeah, yeah, you got a Coke. Oh, no, we only have this. Well, okay, that's a soda. Like that's in the South a lot of times. A soda is just Coke. Oh, see here, if you go to like a restaurant or something and you ask for a Coke, it's always, is Pepsi okay? No, this, oh, I no Pepsi that's here like too. Cheaper. Pepsi's a cheaper one, isn't it? Oh no, that's here too. And the answer is, of course, no, it's not. No, take it your Pepsi. Okay. <laughs> uh, take your Pepsi out of here. Mm -hmm. No. Okay, well, that's a tangent I didn't think we'd go on. But I didn't got... expect that either, but we I'm to... drinking a cup of tea. Is it your tomato juice? It's not tomato juice, no, oh. it's just a cup of tea. It, I'm also not using the correct mug. You might be able to see the color of my tea there. Okay, is it, it, but it's not the tomato juice style tea. Is it that well, one? It is, it, well, people I call, call it that because it looks like tomato juice. Because it's just, because I use oat milk, which isn't as thick and creamy as normal milk, so it doesn't give that tea the right color, you know? So it's just, fuck, what's the name? It's just Yorkshire tea. Oh, okay. That's all it is, but... The milk I put in isn't strong enough to give it a proper tea color, so it looks a bit red. You know what matcha is? Mm-hmm. What is that Green, taste isn't like? it? Yeah, but... I don't think I've ever tasted it. Damn it. That's like the huge meant to thing. be dead good for you, though. Yeah, but I don't know what it... People are like, it tastes like a milky tea. I'm like, oh, what kind of tea? No, I don't know. It's green. It's green, but it's not like greens. 
you know, like it doesn't taste like a green drink, like a kale yes. or what the fuck? Okay, I might have to get some. I think it's a powder and you just put it yeah. into stuff. So you could put it in milk, you could put it in water. I've just I heard it tastes like a milky tea. Sounds nice. Yeah. All right. Back to Grogu. Yeah. No, actually, not really. <laughs> Back to fucking. Well, yeah, exactly. Whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Not really. Um, we do see a little bit of Grogu. So we pick up immediately after where we were left last week in the mines of Mandalore. Mando awakens to baby Grogu cooing and babbling over him. This is for subtitle users only. You I've got coos babble. I've got to turn off the subtitles because the first thing that comes up here is Grogu babbling, baby Grogu babbling. And I'm just like, oh my God, Grogu. I got to turn that shit off. As soon as I see that, it just goes in my notes. Oh, baby Grogu babbling. He is so cute. I keep talking about the goddamn subtitles, but when they keep doing that, like babbling and and just standing over him. Oh, Grogu. And uh, then when any sort of spaceship comes on the screen, it's whooshing. Whooshing noises. <laughs> Whooshing noises. 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 Uh, but Mando has completed his mission. He's bathed in the waters and he is now redeemed and he is Mandalorian again. Uh, but he takes a vial of the waters as proof. That's a smart decision. because it's Very smart decision, yeah. As, as evidence, why would anyone believe him? As evidenced by later on, they didn't say, like, you have to prove it. And of course, no. they're like, oh, you could just be lying. I love how they're just like, you could be lying. <laughs> There's yeah, no they honor don't there. trust him at <laughs> yeah. all. They're not like that guy was like really aggressive about it as well. He was like, "Why should we believe you? You're the one lying." It wasn't giving him any sort of benefit of the doubt whatsoever. Has Vizsla? Yes, guy, yes. Yeah. Remember that's the one they fought over. Like when he was going to take oh. the dark saber. That's that guy in season no Book of Boba Fett. I was like, wait, that wasn't season. That's Book of Boba Fett. Maybe that's but, why I don't remember it. You watched the recap video. I watched the recap video. Oh, maybe that they wasn't all, very... I don't, like, all the Mandalorian people, they've all got helmets on. I can't... Like, I find it hard to remember them. I'm glad you brought that up because watching this again... Like, Pedro Pascal... You know, compare the acting to this in The Last of Us. And you can see mm-hmm. why he begged to do The Last of Us. So he can actually fucking act. Yeah. And through these three episodes... You obviously don't see his face. The word is very, I don't know. It's just, I can feel like him dead inside in this role. He has to fucking, there's no way he likes this role anymore. It's good. I saw him. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him talking on one of the, I mean, my TikTok is just Pedro Pascal at the moment. And so I don't know what show this was or what interview this was, but I saw him talking about how there's like at least three or four body doubles so he's yeah, hardly two, doing yeah, any of them. Two, yeah. yeah, I saw yeah. two on IMDb, but he was saying there's like several people who do all the body stuff. So he just is, you know, taking it easy. And yeah, you're right. He probably was dying to get his teeth into something like Joel, which is just completely the other end of the spectrum. Well, you get to see his, like I said, so much of acting is nonverbal and you the yeah. delivery of lines, voice cracking. And here it's like, it's just going to be fucking modulated. It's not. It's not super exciting, I can't imagine, as an actor to have that to do. Because I, I saw some of the other people saying, oh, it's been great getting to wear the mask because you as an actor then just get to worry only about your body movements and stuff. And it's like, that must get old pretty quickly, though. It, yeah, but it goes back to, again, like so many times, when, like in The Witcher, the pilot of The Witcher, when Calantha and Ice are fighting, they're the only two motherfuckers without a helmet on because... Yeah. If you have a helmet on, you can't see the actor and you want to see the actor. That's why so many times that happens. And here it's just like, well, we can't really do that because the whole point yeah. is he doesn't take the helmet off. That is the whole crux of the thing. Yeah. <laughs> or else you're in a state. Exactly. Yes. Episode two. Um, but yeah, one interesting thing, Bo decides to not tell him about the yes. giant mythosaur that she saw down in the waters. Strange decision. I guess she doesn't want to admit that maybe something otherworldly is going on in the mines after she kind of shot him down so much about it. Yeah, but it, that's such a big thing, too, about the Mandalorian, quote, lore, religion, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, that's fascinating. It's all fascinating. Aiding. Uh, <laughs> the only thing I think of is maybe she's keeping that to herself, that she wants to come back and kill it to prove Some that sort she- of glory. I guess, because it's, it's true. Like, why would she be hiding that? 
Yeah. The only thing I thought was what I said before is that it's like a pride thing. Like she was giving him so much grief being like, yeah, this is such a load of bollocks, but I'll take you there. Sure. But, and you know, on the plaque, it said, this is once the home of a mythosaur. And she was like, meh. And it's, you know, it's kind of proven her wrong, but it's quite oh, a big deal. True. It's quite a big deal to keep it a secret. Yeah. I'm sure she has a reason for doing it. We'll figure it out shortly. Yeah. So they leave, um, where are they? Mandalore. Yes. Yeah. They leave Mandalore and on their way back, a squadron of Thai interceptors attack them as they are all heading back to Bo's place on Kalavala. And I love this bit where Bo drops Mando off at his ship so he can kind of reinforce their defense. That is very cool. I love that bit where he just kind of drops. I always forget he has a jetpack. So I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got to <laughs> do that. Yeah, there's a little zero drop or whatever that is. So and this cool. Is, this is a thing, too, that I'll always be certain or a certain bit of nerdy about Star Wars is because I recognize TIE Interceptors immediately because of the game TIE Fighter. And oh. you get to fly those. The TIE Interceptors like the fastest ones. I think they were introduced in Return of the Jedi. And yeah, these are like the fastest, best maneuverable yeah. of the TIE Fighters. And then we see the bombers uh, shortly after as well. We do, yeah. I wasn't sure like about all the different types of ships, but... I had heard of TIE fighters before, but then they specified this was TIE interceptors. And then one of them, I can't remember who it was, makes a comment about how, oh, these are a lot faster or a lot different to the TIE fighters, or they're a lot more reinforced or something along those lines. So I was like, okay, this is like a level up from the, the TIE normal fighters, TIE fighters. The TIE fighters are lame as shit. These are more sleek and they're like almost pointed and they'll shoot the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, like two from each that kind of alternate in. So yeah, cool. They're much quicker. To compete with all the A-Wings. Yes, and all of the different types of ships and space vehicles <laughs> are kind of such an iconic part of Star Wars and like all yeah. the different noises they all make and it becomes like such an iconic thing where you hear a noise and you know what's coming. Or I got into like a YouTube hole of watching some of the other clips of the other films today and you know, the part in The Force Awakens where they're running away and they get in the Millennium Falcon. And she goes, oh, no, that one's garbage. And you're like, oh, I know what's coming. I know what's coming. Because they and don't. Did you know that? Did you know that when you watched the movie? I, I knew what was coming when okay. she said that. I was like, she's got to be pointing at the Millennium Falcon for sure. Oh, because you knew. See, that's one of the things where you, I don't want to watch like trailers. Because yeah. if you didn't know that, then you wouldn't know what they're referring to because they didn't show it when she gives that line. Yes, it's, it's like, only after yeah, she gives the line. After you're just like, oh, there it is, there it is. And then the music plays and like it's all very nostalgic, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I just love like a flight fight scene. This one in particular felt very similar to Top Gun Maverick to me. Did you see that film? I still have not seen that film. Oh my God. I know. That was the best film I've seen in the cinema in years. I am that one person. I'm the guy that hasn't seen Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Honestly, I came out of the cinema like Googling how to become a pilot. <laughs> I think you, missed, you know, that was the first thing I ever wanted to be. Really? Because my dad was in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't a pilot. But the next thing was you have to have perfect vision. And I was oh, like 10 years old. I had glasses. And I was like, you did? Yeah. Oh. I was like, oh. And I, there was no fucking LASIK back in 1992 or whenever it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I didn't get LASIK until later. But yeah, I saw that and it was just like, well, that dream got taken away from me immediately. <laughs> Humbled real quick. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorite moves that they do so much is, you know, when they're just flying along and then uh, Bo does it in this moment and she like slams the kind of, I don't know what they're called, the air brakes the air on. Breaks. Does a flip, turns around and shoots the last guy. I love that. Ray did it when she first flew the Millennium Falcon as well. Well, her plane, Bo's plane, like... It, like, twists, it right? It twists, and she was able to do it like an actual aerodynamic. And I was like, oh, Unreal. shit. Unreal. It's so cool. And I, what I love, like, loved about this episode, I know this is, like, only the first 10 minutes of the episode, but um, just Bo, I keep going to say Bo-Katana, and somebody came mm -hmm. into my stream the other day and said, is this your Bo-Katana? <laughs> Who was it? Because I... Oh. I'm I mentioned that in mine because I'm playing Tsushima and I'm like Bo-Katana, Bo-Katana. Because I kept, <laughs> every time I was talking about Katana in there, I was like Bo-Katana, Bo-Katana. Yeah, I can't Ooh. remember. It will have been somebody from our Discord that did it. But the whole dynamic between Bo and Mando is just so cool. And I like that there's 
there's no one that's it's not like he's the super good fighter and he keeps saving them or she's the super good fighter or flyer like they're very even i think they're quite on a pretty level playing field in terms of like their skills and abilities and they don't fight for who's the best or whatever they seem to like kind of respect each other's skills and they lean on each other i think it's such a cool dynamic they made sure to have her get the last kill. Otherwise, he would oh, have yeah. saved her, you know? Exactly, Because he was picking yeah. them all off, and she got the last one. And I was like, she okay. flipped, her, flipped her whole ship around. I was like, okay. They need to just get married already and start I know. a Mandalorian. I was going to say a cult, but they already have one. They got, they, got that, little, yeah. they got little Grogu there who's becoming like Mandalorian Jedi. Yeah, they're little Siri. They're little the found family. 50-year-old baby. I'll never get that. 50-year-old baby just... I know. It that's taking over sense. baby Yoda. Yes. Yeah, 50-year-old <laughs> baby child here. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Um, on the way out, the attackers blow up Bo's home. So both ships jump away to safety. And this is kind of ties into what you were talking about earlier. Whenever that we see the bombers blowing up the home... They do this kind of zoom in on Bo's face for like a reaction, <laughs> I but know. it's just, but it's just the same helmet. It's just a fucking helmet. <laughs> it's just a they helmet. They still give us it... the shot, like oh, zoom in, dramatic. This is heartbreaking for her. Just Did helmet. They... Was that a joke? Were they doing I don't that know as if a, it's joke? a joke or it's meant to be funny? But it's just, I don't know. My heart still broke a little bit for her. <laughs> what? Because the helmet was the really helmet. acting, acting its ass off in that scene. It was really selling it for you. Yeah, I don't know why. So the yeah. one thing I took away from this, a negative thing I took away from this, I don't ever feel like they're in danger, especially mm. flying the ships because they got away from the fucking pirates. Literally, the pirate had a fucking locked on them or whatever, yeah. and there's. They just keep flying and punch it. Oh, okay. Here. All right. They took out like four or five, I think, of those interceptors. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. They're good pilots. They're, I can get her that. Da, 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 da. She chases the, chases the bombers. And what? Fucking 20 of them come out? So them? many, yeah. Two dozen of them are on their fucking tail. Nothing. They're, you know, Nobody oh, lands a shot. Oh, they, if they do it, oh, it only hits the shields. Then they just fly out to outer space. And then they just fucking punch it to hyperdrive. And they're That's gone. It. And I'm just like, okay. I mean, if it can be, it, if I misremember this, that kind of show, fine. Just don't even, I don't know. I'm just, maybe it's the last of us, coming from the last of us, where there was like legit fucking danger every yeah. single place. And I know it's Star Wars, but yeah, when as this was happening, part of me was just, man, how are they going to get out of this? Oh, they're just going to fucking fly and then hyper. <laughs> yeah. Jump to hyperdrive. Oh, okay. So I just, mm -hmm. there's no fucking threat at any point of what's mm -hmm. happening. Yeah, I did think when there was that many showing up on his Wii dashboard, I thought, oh, they're, they're going to get captured. I thought that's what's going to happen. Um, but no, you're right. They just got the same coordinates and were able to jump out uh, into wherever they went. I actually got a little bit confused because it kind of immediately cuts to this new area that Coruscant, we're going to. Yeah. I thought they jumped to this place. I, so. this, okay. I guess we have to talk about, I didn't, okay. I know I'm, I'm, I'm stepping over my words. <laughs> I enjoyed this first part, like the first bit of it. Uh, and I've heard, cause I haven't seen Andor, but part of me thought, oh, is this kind of what Andor is like? Where it's this ground level, blah, blah, blah. And I've seen some things that said that it was kind of like Andor, just not as gritty. And not as dark, but it's showing low level on the base. I love this amnesty thing that these are ex imperials. Yeah. And how even the New Republic just, they can't even use their name. They can use num they letters numbers. and numbers. Yeah. I enjoyed it there when they're doing. I mean, I know I say this every time people are like, oh, you didn't know you do that. Did you know that she was, uh, that Elio was going to fucking turn on him? That she wasn't what she says she is, whatever she is. The whole episode, I found her to be really sus. Uh, completely, yeah. But I didn't know where it was going to go. I didn't know where it was going to go. And I had no idea an what was... No, I, we didn't. And I, But no, the whole time, I, she just made me feel uneasy. I was like, she's being really nice to him. And like maybe that's just like some sort of trauma that I find people who are too nice sus. <laughs> well, it's just a sh well it, and that's a, one of the problems i'm sure there's a proverb or a better term to say it with the show is there has to be conflict and, yeah yeah and again maybe because we're getting older and we watch so much fucking media 
anytime two people are together that at one point were sus or sketchy on either side, I'm just waiting for one of them to fuck the other one over. Like for yeah. some reason. And her, she was on Moff Gideon's ship. So initially my thing was, oh, she was on Moff Gideon's ship. They mention, if, you know, in there, Moff Gideon escaped. Oh, did he get away? I thought he was blah, 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 blah. And she's here. Like, it's yeah. one thing to be like, this guy's a top scientist. Uh, Dr. Pershing's a top scientist. It's one thing to be, you know, seemingly pretty big on Moff Gideon's ship. And you're just mm-hmm. out here. I don't know. I know we're summing up the whole episode. But I enjoyed it at the beginning. And then by the end, by the end, I was like, okay. But they didn't explain. I'm hoping. I'm try- I'm going to have to spoil myself. I'm hoping that at least by the episode that's most recently come out, they've said what's going to happen. Because... Yeah. Like you said, this is a 59-minute episode or whatever it is that gave us not, 10 minutes maybe at the front. Yeah, not even that. Oh, but 10 minutes and at the end gives another maybe like 8, 10 minutes, something like that. And throws this massive thing with this guy who was in the pilot episode who came back a couple times in season two. Introduce mm-hmm. all this. Okay, Coruscant, da-da-da. Then at the end, it's what is her role? She seems to be super trusted by that New Republic dickhead. She's like, oh, you can stay here. Oh, I'll leave all the controls. Oh, do, do, yeah. do, do. <laughs> No cameras, no cameras in the fucking Star Wars. She does whatever that was to him, and we don't get an answer. If they do something like this, you got to give us a payoff. You got to give us something. Is he fucking dead? Is his brain wiped? Why is she wiping his brain if she's with Moff Moff Gideon? Mm -hmm. Don't they need him for the Grogu thing? I don't know. I just just did not like where they left us. Yeah, I the only thing that I really didn't like about it is that it, there was no obvious indication as to how it ties into like our main story. And, like, and what's the point of this? And the cynic in me, because it's fucking Disney and it's the marvelization and all this stuff, is all right. You just gave us fucking forty minutes inside of this Mandalorian, the same way you put Mandalorian inside of Book inside of Boba of, Fett. Yeah. And yeah. I'm okay. What fucking lore are they laying into this? Are they because remember this is I think it's 20, 30 years before the sequels. So this is 20, 30 years before Force Awakens or something like that. This is yes, the time that's period. Right. Between... I was looking this up today to kind of figure it out. <laughs> so now I'm just wondering, is this a grand scheme to try to unite this with the sequels and that fucking right. mess they did with the sequels? And the fact that I'm having to think of that. Yeah. I don't want to fucking think of that. I want to think of the goddamn Mandalorian. I just want the Mandalorian. I don't want anything else. It was just, yeah, it was just thrown in randomly. I feel like it was, like, I can't imagine when they sat down and planned the series that they planned to put That's this That's what here. I want to know. I want to know that decision making yeah. of when they decided, we're going to do this, and it's probably going to piss off a lot of people, and it better be worth it. Yeah. What episode should we just plop it into? And then, okay, I don't know. Like I said, we could breeze through a lot of this because we kind of, we kind of, yeah, exactly. We kind of went through it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the we get reintroduced these characters. I'm so glad they did this on the previously on at the beginning of the episode. It gives us a little flashback to say, "Remember this guy? This is Doctor Pershing, and this is Elia Kane, who we've both seen before, before, both working for the Empire." I'm like, okay, remember them? Yeah, it's like <laughs> that was wow. like two series ago. That's from the pilot, and they're bringing it back. Okay, that's why would they throw it in here? Oh, this is why. Yeah. And yeah, we basically enter this place and it kind of reminded me of Night City. I've been back into cyberpunk recently and I was like, damn, okay, this is like a very futuristic, very lively, buzzing city. And Dr. Pershing is making the speech about, sorry, to the New Republic about this second chance that he's been given by the Amnesty program, which is essentially a rehab program for people who previously worked for the Empire and it's all about how they had no choice to work for the empire before and they're being given a sort of second chance at life in this new republic something like that i think is really fucking cool because i equate that to like the nazi scientists after world war ii Mm -hmm. and then uh, that was another big thing about the race to berlin is where are these fucking scientists gonna go are they gonna surrender to the west oh now they're all gonna work for britain in the united states oh the soviets are gonna get them okay now they're gonna become soviet scientists because they're way too valuable and something like this is the same way it's like well he worked for the empire but he's really fucking smart and knows this shit although here apparently they don't care what he was doing they can't yeah. just cloning yeah so his research before was into cloning and it was kind of twisted into the wrong hands but i think this guy genuinely just had good intentions and now he seems like he's just happy and eager to help the new republic in any way he can because this is the guy that was gonna kill grogu 
And I guess I thought he was the one that was like saving Grogu from being killed. That's the vibe that I got from that episode. Oh, was it? Did I? Because was he not the that? one who was? Was he not the one that was like, "I'm the only reason he's alive." Like they kept trying to make me oh. kill him, but I didn't. Maybe I just assumed that because the whole point was like getting his blood and getting for like Moff Gideon, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Maybe I just. I think this this guy was the only one who was like, "No, don't kill him." Oh, okay. I might be misremembering that. No, I don't you, know. <laughs> you, you're the resident expert here because you've watched it more recently. <laughs> I've watched I mean, recap yeah. videos. <laughs> I watched it four fucking years ago. But he ends up making this f- group of friends at the Amnesty Housing Estate, I guess it's called. Um, and he recognizes Kane from Moff Gideon's ship, but they had never properly interacted before. They all cheers, long live the Republic, but we do miss the Empire's biscuits. Cookies. No. Okay, so. <laughs> um, Coruscant is fucking awesome. And I also love how they explain it to people that don't know that this oh, is I a don't know. city yeah. planet. This entire planet is covered in the city. That's like, so weird, it's isn't it? massive. And this was something that was always the case. This was the capital of the Republic. But in the first trilogy, you know, A New Hope Through Jedi, they could never go there because they didn't have the technology. Right. And I think they put something in the special editions that came out like in 97. And we definitely go there in Attack of the Clones. And oh. we also go, oh, uh, Phantom Menace also, because that's where the, the Senate is. And so it wasn't oh, until there yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, that George properly got the technology to show this city planet. But it's something always to see on screen. And I loved getting able to see it now with the high budget and high tech. Yeah, it looked really good. And I like the little added touch of how they've got this mountaintop. Like and it's like this is the highest on, peak yeah. in Coruscant, and it's like, peak, and our yeah. city's just built around it. I thought that was a really cool Wild. way of visually explaining what this place is without kind of banging people in the head yeah. about it. But this is also something that I love about fantasy and Star Wars in particular is show this shit because this is inconceivable to us in what we. Oh live. yeah. It's same as like mm-hmm. Star Trek. Well, like I said, it's fucking America. I just want goddamn healthcare. Much less intergalactic <laughs> yeah. travel or cities that cover all this shit. Healthcare, goddammit. And also, this felt very genuine that these people like sitting here shooting the shit, drinking, talking about mm-hmm. the Empire, and it just being, well, this is our new life here. It's it's not bad. They don't have fucking names, which is super fucked up, New Republic. Yeah, very weird. But yeah, it was quite sweet. I'm just going to use their names because I can't remember. Like it was like G six eight. He was L two five or some fifty two. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, she takes him out to get this glowing ice cream and go for a walk around the city. Yeah, the glowing ice cream. Yeah, it was just Very a nice touch. Yes, and oh, I was going to say this too. Like this is what you do in a fantasy. You take something that we have here. Like oh, it's a fair. It's a carnival. Mm. But instead of cotton candy, it's a glowing ice cream. Instead just something, of little throwing, touch. Throwing rings, it's a magic thing. Oh, it's not a rabbit out of a hat. It's whatever fucking gleek glop thing that that <laughs> thing was. Like you just do that. You take what we know and you put it futuristic fantasy to relate it easily. I love this part. Yeah, it makes it, it makes you feel like you could be there. Like it's way more relatable than something completely otherworldly. But yeah, it's quite sad because Pershing kind of expresses his sadness over his research going to waste. Uh, but he doesn't think the New Republic would be interested in this work due to the ethics of cloning being relatively complex. The ethics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At this point, Kian says that she could help him restart his studies if he wants to continue, but it would involve breaking some rules. She makes a good point saying, following orders blindly is how we got into trouble in the first place, and this is when I immediately distrust her. Yeah, it's the, she also did uh, Katie O'Brien. I think Katie yeah. M. O'Brien, yeah. She was excellent in this. So good. Because she just looks sketch. She, yeah. she, also, she also looks tough as shit. Like, uh-huh. I'm just looking at her being like, man, she could kick the shit out of me. I think she did some sort of fighting. I was Googling her earlier and I, I can't to, remember okay. what she was. but She's pretty broad shouldered too. Or yeah, came she was off great. That way. I liked her because she seemed when she was speaking to him, the genuine. And yeah. I, I do think they form like a somewhat genuine friendship but you can tell there's something not right the whole time the looming the whole time like you guess yeah, yeah just the, su- like you said sus or sketch yeah <laughs> uh, okay she uh yes yeah, martial artist she was a police officer in oh, carmel wow. indiana she re- obtained her personal trainer certification began competing in bodybuilding figure competition oh. moved to la who a wife mm-hmm. intro no kidding uh but yes yeah. <laughs> 
got in there was in Westworld and whatnot. But no, I thought she oh, was, no she way. was r- really damn good. So I guess she's the new um, Cara Dune. You know, you don't need. Uh, yes, we need a big. What's, what's her name? Cara Dune. Oh, yeah. what the actress? I yeah. don't know. God damn it. Okay, never mind. Move on. Move on. What's it? That's okay. It's it's similar to that, and I'm just gonna top it. Cara Cynthia Dune, Christ Almighty, Gina Carano. There you go. Yes. So, I Gina Carano, martial artist, fighter who can act. Yeah. Katie M. O'Brien, <laughs> one who can act. So there mm-hmm. you go. Put her in. That's shit. good. Yay! I'm good. I like having you know girls in TV who are not like I know it's not always this lot anymore, but they're just like big tough girls, you know, who yeah. fight and are not you know just like super skinny or you know the unrealistic like cartoonish just big butt skinny <laughs> well I'll, I'll just gal gadot or gal gadot i think it's supposed to say like gal gadot like yeah she looks like superwoman it's like that but yeah she trains i know she's an israeli all that stuff she's fucking waif yeah i don't care what her body fat is anything like that she's she she looks like a model and yeah, even yeah. like gina she's carano teeny. Katie O'Brien here, like they look fucking tough. Like they're wide, they're, they're broad. Yeah. Like, yeah, they look like they can kick some ass. So, yeah, I'm big Kitty M. O'Brien fan now. Maybe she's got Irish roots with O'Brien. I don't know. O'Brien? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we get like a few days now of Pershing just going through his very mundane job and he has to repeatedly go through these personal checkups with this droid says are you experiencing any undue stress or any feelings of anger or resentment towards the co-workers or to the new republic and it's very just like drab day in the life like no no everything's fine he keeps kind of putting himself out there saying i could do this i could do that you know all this imperial technology that you're destroying could actually be of really good use but the new republic is just wanting to kind of erase everything and yeah i feel like he just wants to help and he knows that he can do more but they're just saying you know, just kind of punch papers, essentially. And I know, like, I know they're doing that, like, to get the day in the life and to get him show that he's bored and he's talking to the therapy robot. Something like that can just speed it up. Do a montage. Do quick. Yeah. <laughs> because, again, while I was enjoying it, this, it was about this time, especially when they get on their little mission, that it started to drag for me. It and did. I kind of looked at the phone. And it did. Oh Something God, like yeah. this. Okay, we get it, but... At this point right now, they have to understand that viewers are going to be going, what the fuck is going on here? Or what where is, is this Grogu? story? <laughs> where, where is Grogu? Got, when are we getting to the Grogu factory? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. But the main thing is that the droid makes it clear that Pershing's recreational or personal research into cloning is strictly prohibited. It's not allowed. So this is going to be going around his brain. One day, he says back to the droid, our main objective is to help the Republic ride and that supersedes everything else. So I think he's using that as his own personal excuse to go ahead and reconsider Kane's offer and they agree to go outside of the designated perimeter to find him some supplies and a mobile workstation. So they hop onto a train without paying and I just thought put in brackets here, Amsterdam style. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Oh, that's dead ass Amsterdam right there. Yeah, just hop on and off as you please. And they head to the disposal yards to loot from an old Imperial ship. They're all just junk now so they can go and grab what they need and get home. How do you think she got those biscuits the other day? So yeah, I think I forgot to mention that a, a box of mysterious box of those biscuits that he was missing showed up at his door Did those and look it good turns to you? out it was kian it looked like custard creams like them ones i sent you yeah they just seemed looks dry because she eats yeah. one at the end and yeah. it just and i'm like mm, it seems kind of dry needs a cup of tea for sure yeah um so he gets the supplies that he needs from the ship but they are stopped by republic cops on their way out and it's revealed that kian has bamboozled him I don't really understand this at this point, but I actually wanted to cry for him in this moment. I know. They did a damn good job of sympathy for him. He and he did, he did an amazing job at this yeah. whole role, I think, because he just looks awkward. Like even the way he walked, the way he like kind of shuffled about the place. Like I think he's like genuinely traumatized from whatever he's been through with the Empire. And I and think he's just a clever. Yeah, he's a clever guy. Here, yeah. He just wants to do his research and 
you know, he's got his backstory of his mother that could have been saved by this cloning research that he's doing. So he has this personal motivation for wanting to complete it. And he thought he could put his trust in this person and they've completely pulled the wool over his eyes and turned him in. And her motivation for this at the moment, I have no idea. I wish they would have hinted at what she was, that she was higher up. Is she in the New Republic FBI where she's undercover? Yeah, and... I thought that was what I thought. Is she undercover, like trying to just expose people who aren't really rehabilitated? Yeah, and if she is a double agent, even now mm -hmm. I guess it would be... No, she would just be one agent? Fuck, I always lose track of what that is. If she's still working for Marth Moff, if she's still Moff. working for Moff Gideon, how is she so trusted here? Yeah. You know, and just, I don't know. And then they, nah, so many questions that they did not fucking answer that hopefully get answered in the next uh, few episodes. I hope so. At least yeah. next episode, but honestly, I doubt it. Yeah. It, I wouldn't <laughs> it's have gonna doubted it. It's going to be in some new show that we have to watch. <laughs> God, it gets, it got announced and we missed it. If yeah. they wouldn't, if we wouldn't have gone back to Mando and it ended here, then I would have been like, okay, we'll find out next time. But the fact that it went back yeah. to Mando, I don't think they're going to go back to this. I That's think a good this point. is. I think maybe at the end of this season, fuck, maybe next season we'll get a, or fuck, like maybe an Andor season two. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Andor takes place a long time ago. Never mind. That's before. Oh, is, uh, I have no idea four. about Andor. Well, it's Rogue One. It's the Rogue One people. Oh, the guy. Oh, okay. Cassian okay. from Rogue One. So that yes. takes place between episode three and four. So never mind that. But yeah, <laughs> so probably in some spinoff for the next one. It'll be previously on. And we'll think, oh, yeah, way back in April 23. Yeah. <laughs> mention this shit. But yeah, it basically ends with Kane has submitted a report about what happened, stating that Pershing has relapsed. Uh, the doctors say that, I, I don't know, are the doctors, the, the medical people in this situation anyway, say that indoctrination by the Empire is challenging to overcome. So they put him into what Pershing refers to as a mind flare, which knows we it did is, hear yeah. about. Yeah, he knows that this is what this is because. Somebody earlier on in the episode, when they were discussing what do you think happened to Moff Gideon, someone goes, oh, I heard they put him in a mind flare. Yeah. So this is obviously something that is well known to be something that the Empire used to wipe the mind of people. Uh, but this guy is saying, this isn't this is a mind flare. No, no, no. This is a much less intrusive uh, version of it, essentially. It just soothes select traumatic memories. Um, and they just use it in lower dosages than what the Empire ever did. Yeah, they um, all they also chase or it also chases four kids in Indiana. What? What is it? Stranger Things. Oh, I haven't seen Stranger Things. Oh, I thought you, you haven't? No. Oh, I've seen shit. episode one. <laughs> the, the mind flare, the D D and D from the pilot. That's what the big thing is. Oh, I mean, yeah, I don't the whole remember. big bad's a mind flare. Is it? Yeah. And like in that first pilot episode, I think that's at the end when the D and D is like, it's a mind flare. Oh my God. And it was like, oh, oh. yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, I need to catch up with Stranger Things. Well, that joke went over well. Sorry. Somebody who's listening. Somebody got, yeah. It's like, because as soon as they said mind flare, I'm like, that's fucking Stranger Things, right? <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is the moment where you, what you were saying earlier, the guy leaves the room and she fucking turns up the mind flare to like full blast. All while eating his favorite biscuit, just watching on. It feels almost personal. Like, yeah. What she's doing. Fully. Yeah. And I don't understand why did she set him up? I, that kind of broke my heart when he turned his head to her and said, you set me up. Yeah. You set me up. Why did you set me up? Like he's, I feel like he feels super betrayed, even though he's not known this person for very long. I just don't, what she's doing, what I get out of this, she's erasing his mind. Like yeah, they yeah said, she doesn't want him to know yeah, what happened at all. Walmart brand Admiral Akbar in there saying, mm -hmm. was like, no, it's just going to ease in. He's like, it's my flare. Nope, 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 nope. Which also makes <laughs> the New Republic look really fucking bad, this whole thing, yeah. which is maybe a good thing because of the sequels. But she's erasing his mind or killing him. Like, yeah. it's a ton of pain. He says it's a mind flare. She fucking cranks it she to 11. She turns it up. Yeah. So where the hell is his character going to go? Because now if we see him and his mind is not erased... I'm going to think what is happening. And if his mind yeah. is erased, why is he in the show? Yeah. Is he going to remember Grogu like any of this? I just I'm so many goddamn questions. Yeah. And not not in a good way. No. <laughs> 
because we don't know when they're going to be answered. Like you said, because now we go back to Mando Grogu, our main guys, uh, we don't know when these questions are going to be answered because that's how it leaves off with her eating the biscuit, the dry the biscuit. bite of the biscuit and again looking very evil. Menacing, uh, yes. It flips up real quick. That um, dumbass doctor just leaving her. And like I said, are there no fucking cameras? Uh, There's no... So she can just crank this shit up. What's going to happen when they find out? Because all along I'm thinking, okay, she's going to crank this shit up and she's bouncing. She's, yeah, she has to get gone. out of there, surely. She just stays there chilling. If they come back, they're going to be like, oh shit. Where does Why are you go? doing standing there eating the custard cream? Is she going to turn it back down? <laughs> they're going to fucking know. Those technology. Yeah. Our fucking MRI machines, I'm sure, keep track of everything that happens and our surely, x-ray yeah. machines and whatnot. Surely this thing will show, oh shit, someone cranked it to 11 and cranked it back down. I don't know. Fucking A. We'll see. Let's one talk day. about Grogu. Yes. So Mando takes Bo and Grogu, obviously, back to the Mandalorian covert. I'm getting confused because obviously the episode's called Convert. Um, but we go back to the covert that we saw in episode one. Is that what they called it? A covert? I think she I just says just... you can join our covert. Interesting. I would call it just a conclave. Like an enclave. enclave, like a Mandalorian enclave, because it's like a hidden thing. Yeah. Covert? I, I, I that. think that's what the armor referred to it as. Okay. But anyway, it's a secret location regardless. I'm going to call it an enclave. Enclave. Okay, Maybe that's from that. KOTOR. Maybe that's from Nice Old Republic, the Mandalorian enclave. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. It might be. I haven't heard of it like Maybe. so. Yeah. But uh, Bo will be his guest and he assures her that it's going to go a lot smoother if she would just leave the damn helmet on. And she agrees <laughs> and follows his lead. This is what we were talking about earlier. They just weren't welcoming at all. They basically said, like, you're an apostate. Like, I mean, he's lying. Ap- oh, what religion welcomes back apostates? Like, I'm yeah. kind of shocked they didn't <laughs> cock their guns, like, ready just to blow him away. Especially because Paz Vizsla knows motherfucker has a darksaber. Yeah. Where is the Darksaber? We haven't seen that in a while. I don't know, honestly. Does Bo have it now? No. Remember, Mando picked... She should have it. Mando picked it back up. He has it. Yeah. So they don't believe that Din has been to the mines, but he's able to prove himself with that vial of waters that he brought back. They talk about how Bo's house has fallen from the way, but since she also bathed in the waters and hasn't removed her helmet since, she is also accepted into the gang. This is the way. Is her family name crazy? It is something like that, yeah. K-R-A-Y-Z-E. Is it? It's not pronounced like that. No, 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 it? of course not. No, but I, I, every time I see it, I'm like, is this she crazy? Are they trying to say that she's crazy? Really, really obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they ask her if she took the helmet off. and I, It's almost like she hesitates. I honestly kind of thought, is she about to pop this thing off? and be Yeah, because like, she doesn't want to. Yeah. But I also think, prediction time. This is laying the groundwork for her getting that dark saber back and becoming the fucking Mandalorian queen or king or whatever the hell they call it. I don't know if they call it queen or mm-hmm. not. This is it because now she's welcomed back. All these people have to accept her and they just fall right in line. This is the way. This is the way. Yep. And they do the all, all them on the shoulders. They do the cop just, you know, got the bad guy. Oh, good job. And they, yeah, they hit yeah. him on the shoulder <laughs> and like the random no names are back there like, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think this is laying the groundwork that. I really hope they don't fight. I don't want them to fight. Oh, but no. I hope what happens is somewhere down the line, hopefully next episode, I was hoping it happened this episode, but I don't know, maybe we'll get fucking intergalactic C-SPAN next week if we have fucking yeah. TED Talk this time, <laughs> is they talk about, oh, yeah, the Darksaber. Um, you shouldn't have that, Din. You got beat by that fucking android, and then I killed the android. And so it I should had be it. mine. Yeah. So I hope there's... A peaceful handover <laughs> instead yeah. of instead of them fighting. But I feel like I don't feel like Armando would be particularly precious over it. Like, does he? No, but that's the thing. Some like attachment he, to it. Well, no, but like the thing they said before, he can't just give it to her. Yes, she, she yeah. Ha- they have to win it. And mm-hmm. but the way we saw it there is, hey, she you lost it to the android thing, and she got it from that. It should be hers. Hopefully, that's it, and then. If there they was get married. A, if there was mention, if Mandalorians played a big role in the sequel trilogy, I would think this is laying the groundwork. Yeah. Like Mandalorian lore. But I don't know. It's like a re-beginning of Mandalorians. And mm. maybe this is leading off to branching of Mandalorians. If you have the man uh, the Mando. 
You'll have Mandalorian here, and then I don't know, fucking Bo Katan. Uh, <laughs> we'll, get, <laughs> we'll get her own spinoff, and it's about restarting the Mandalorians. So, I don't yeah, know. I mean, I have no idea. This is one of those shows where you could not pay me enough money in the world to guess what was going to happen next week. I've got no idea. <laughs> I, I know what's going to happen. It's going to be a short ass episode because it's thirty two fucking minutes. I know. It's called the Foundling, I believe. The Foundling, yeah. So hopefully, it's about Grogu. Is he the foundling? That's what they keep calling him now because Mando yeah. was a foundling and now he's got his own little Oh, that foundling. is what it is. Yeah. So hopefully it's about Grogu. And it's Just only... give me 39 minutes of Grogu and I'm happy. I think it's only like 34 week. minutes. Damn. Like... And then half, and then at least five minutes of that is the credits at the end. Oh, yeah. You're... Oh, yeah. That's true. Running time. I'm guessing this one doesn't have running time 26 minutes. Ugh. What? What is happening? A cup of tea wouldn't have even went cold in that time. It is literally, this episode was literally twice as long running time. The running time here was 52 minutes. God, we just watched a prequel for some new show that's coming out. That would have been announced by now. We would have heard about it. And the fact that I haven't heard anything means people people want to just like put this in the past. Yeah. To go past it. Oh, well, we'll have to see what happens in the findling then. Wait a minute. We keep thinking of... Like whenever we talk about training Grogu, I keep thinking Jedi, but no, he'd be Mandalorian trained. Yeah, obviously he said no to being a Jedi. Well, yeah, he said no because that was Luke Skywalker in the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I talked to someone who you know asking about podcasts. I'm like, yeah, doing the Mandalorian. They're like, yeah, I watched. They watched the first two seasons and they go, I watched the Book of Boba Fett. It was terrible, so I'm not gonna keep watching. It's like, God damn it. Oh, no. That's such a shame, isn't it? They, but they said what I said. They got fucking fatigue. They yeah. watched all the Star Wars stuff up until book, uh, up until Mandalorian Season 2, and it was too fucking much. Like, I didn't watch Andor, didn't watch this, da-da-da, mm. Obi-Wan and all that. And I'm like, yeah, it was the same way. It was just too fucking much. Sometimes you just need a change of scenery for a little bit. Ours will be Transformers after this. Oh, my God. What a fucking <laughs> change right there. Jesus. What a big one. All right. Well, that's going to be, I know we've kind of gone over what we thought about the episode. You know, it it was okay. All the ratings I've seen has been its average. I love certain parts of it. Honestly, if they would have just answered some things or led into something or had any bit of closure, I would have liked it. But to go 40 minutes and leave it essentially on a cliffhanger. Yeah. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. This was the first episode where I've been very, like distracted like you said earlier i was like yeah. looking at my phone like there was a lot of stuff that i'm like you could have cut this out could have cut this out and an it wouldn't make a hour difference. long episode yeah. of almost anything now it better be it's got to be boom 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 things have to keep up you got to really keep yeah. my attention and so much of this is letting it breathe but when they went to the imperial yards not a lot happening they're kind of walking no. around and i'm I always hate to be it, you know, because you can always look at everything and say, cut it down. You can cut it down. You can cut it down. Mm -hmm. But a lot of stuff in here, because it's characters we haven't seen, it could have just been condensed a little bit. I don't know. Maybe they'll have reasons and we'll come back to this saying, oh, we should have had faith in it. Very strange episode. And well, it's, it's keeping us on our toes, I guess. Very true. Yeah. I'm intrigued for next week. Yeah. Grogu. Just... 30 or 26 minutes of Grogu cooing, Grogu babbling. babbling. Yeah. Little Grogu looking after after it. All right. That's going to do it. Check out the links below. We've got our Discord in there. We've got the socials in there. Uh, Again, the Patreon coming out, the Phantom Menace. I'm going to talk ad fucking nauseum because it has (laughs) about two or three things that are my favorite in all of Star Wars. Period. Okay. All of them. It's got a few things in there that it is the best. And it keeps that movie buoyed above being just absolute shit because <laughs> you would talk about questions here. I got a fucking <laughs> litany of questions about the fucking Phantom Menace and the decision making process of that fucking movie. So check I'm that so out. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah. So check that out. Um, we cover The Witcher, we cover House of the Dragon, all that fun stuff in the $5 a month really helps us out. Uh, Lucy, where can we find you? You'll find me at Lucy J. Robin on any social media. I'm mainly on Twitch at the moment, finishing off all the other cyberpunk endings. And The Last of Us, when that stops Rough. being a bunch of shit, yeah. I'll be playing that as well. It's, it's, the PC port is just trash. And it's just, 
companies, man, they got to fucking learn. They got to stop doing this. And it was pushed back and it was, it delayed. was delayed. Yeah. But it goes back what we talked about, about this movie comes out at this time. And that, that mm-hmm. might have been before we hit record. Uh, that oh, maybe, yeah. <laughs> that Marvel's like, this movie's coming out four years in advance, no matter what. It has to hit that. And it's like, learn your fucking lessons, gaming companies. Yeah. Learn from from soft with Elden Ring. Make your yeah, fucking perfect. game. Let people yeah. speculate. And then when it's good and fucking ready, when you know it's good and fucking ready, announce it. And announce yeah. it in a month and announce it in three months. This shit, and especially The Last of Us, this thing, it's all digital. There's yeah. no hard copies to sell. There is no reason to say, oh, we have to get it out because we printed all this shit and it has to ship. Get that shit fucking right. Yeah. Until or, or we'll just keep doing this. But no, like just go back to Elden Ring. Do it that way. Release a Perfect. fucking game that's ready. It's just stupid because you think you've got this m- massive game that's already so well loved by the PlayStation community. You've got this HBO show that's been such a success. You've got a bunch of new people who are desperate to play your game and you've just fucking shit all over it. Yeah, but it was to capitalize on the show and they missed some of it by yeah. doing it by not doing it when the show was coming out like they originally mm-hmm. planned and now it's afterwards it's simply the reason why and i guarantee yeah. you there was some kind of decision making process in the back of it where they knew they knew that game was not ready they knew it wasn't oh they must have not known but they said we have to release it and we'll apologize yeah well, that's and you what know they do. people who have got tanky computers it'll work fine for them yeah it, it's it just shouldn't be in the way it is like my comp- i've got a decent gaming pc when I'm, but because obviously I'm streaming and recording at the same time, it puts a lot of pressure onto the PC. But I should be like, for, as a comparison, I can play Cyberpunk on like ultra settings with all the fucking ray trace and whatever that is yeah. switched on, <laughs> and it runs like a dream. But I put The Last of Us on when I wasn't streaming onto ultra settings, and it crashed my PC. And just as a comparison, Cyberpunk is a city with thousands of NPCs, cars, traffic, music. The Last of Us is just literally like two characters and some fucking plants. And speaking like, of speaking of why? shit release, <laughs> Cyberpunk. Well, yeah, Cyberpunk should have been the lesson for everybody. For everybody, it should have been that. But again, as companies will do it, it's all about money, and they can get away with it. And this is one they of those can. things that they can, yeah. Until class action lawsuits or until there's government intervention, they're going to keep fucking doing this because people are going to keep buying it and they're going to keep shitting on it and. That's what yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. And I've paid 60 great British pounds to play a game which looks like it's on the fucking PlayStation 1. So I refuse. I'm not playing it anymore until they fix it. Yeah. And I've put some more RAM in my computer, so maybe that might help. But Naughty dog, naughty dog. Naughty, naughty dog. Naughty, naughty dog. All right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, FoxBride4, Twitch, and Instagram at TheFoxBride. And again, all of those links are below. Join us next time in the foundling.